Hello, everybody. My name is Juan Carlos, and welcome to OCR and Edited, where we highlight amazing coaches, athletes, and everyday people from the OCR and trail communities for fun, unscripted, and unedited conversations. So today, I have the pleasure, honor of speaking with a marketing communications manager, holistic nutritionist, and yeah. Spartan Pro Canada athlete, Ariel Fitzgerald. Now, Ariel, um, do I say your first name right? Yes, Ariel. It's yeah. Ariel. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. So, <laughs> welcome to OCR and Edited. Um, I'm, I'm truly stoked. I'm happy uh, to have you on. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Minus our like my technical ramble of trying to be cooler than I actually am with technology. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing just fine. <laughs> I can hear you loud and clear. We're good to go. Awesome. Uh, for those that don't know what we're talking about, we were just having a, uh, some technical issues, I guess we can say. Um, you know, yeah. you were trying to, get, you know, trying to look for a mic that you could use or some earphones that you could use that, uh, that we can do this with, but you couldn't. So not that here you need are. it. Yeah, <laughs> here we are. So once again, welcome to OCR and Edited. I'm truly uh, happy to have you on. And thank you so much for making time to speak with me today. This is truly great. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. So let's get started now. First question that myself and everybody want to know is, who are you? Who is, who is Ariel Fitzgerald? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, that's a, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um. I currently live in Calgary, Alberta. I've been here for probably close to six years now, but I'm originally from Ontario. Um, and the reason I moved out West uh, was actually not planned, but it was just to come and play in the mountains. After I raced um, world championships, I ended up in, Cal in Calgary. Um, and so I, I don't know, I guess I'm, <laughs> where did i so i live in calgary i am a retired ultra marathoner uh trying to learn how to do obstacle course racing um and now i have gravitated towards that sport and sort of put my ultra running um career i guess on hold until i'm finished here and then we'll see what happens no you said that you were in Ontario. Where in Ontario? I'm from Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> you to say anything else? No, I don't. Well, I'm from east of Toronto. I'm from Bel I grew up in Battawa, so two hours east of Toronto, but I was born in Toronto. So, where, uh, if you don't mind me asking, you know uh, where? Do you know like Trenton? Do you know where the big air base is there? Yep. That's where I grew up. Look at that! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Awesome. Yep. So, so okay. So you're from Toronto, and so you moved to Calgary. Now, yes. I guess I, I'm gonna take it that you moved there because you had the mountains over there, and it's just perfect training ground for you. Yeah. But I wasn't planning to stay here, um, so I guess I don't know if you want to talk about before I I came to Alberta. Yeah. 
um, I don't know. What do you want to, what, okay. what do you want me to touch on? Let, let's do this. Let me ask you, how did you get started athletically? Um, I started, I used to be actually a long jump and triple jumper in high school. I was pretty, one of the best in the province, one of the best in the country at a really young age. I was being recruited for like, for all these state, all these schools across the USA. Um, still holds quite a few records in long and triple jump. And then my senior year, I, and I did 300 meter hurdles. That was my like third event. Um, but I never really had like a solid third event. So I just kind of like some meets I'd throw shot put, some meets I'd do race walking, some meets I'd jump in like just random events to <laughs> just do something. Um, but long and triple were always sort of my core events. And then my senior year, I got sick. So that put my like athletic career completely on hold. Um, and decided I ended up not going any like continuing in track okay. um, and went off to Dalhousie to um, study and decided I would join their cross country team because they didn't have a track team and I hated running <laughs> <laughs> I like in high school I used to always like look over at the people on the track and be like why the hell would anybody do that it just like yeah so painful like everyone would be like hurled over and I'd just be like jumping in the sand and like playing like obviously it was just different types of training um but I raced college level uh cross country for a year um and I always say like I had pretty good performances there um, but most of the really talented runners ran university cross country. So it was like a big fish in a small pond. Uh, so set a few like 5k cross country records and some different courses went out to, um, nationals that would have been 2015, I think, and decided I did not like cross country either and only raced a year doing that. Um, and that's when I started studying holistic nutrition. I moved back to Toronto, okay. Oh, Mississauga. Um, this is probably like the funniest segue of my running career was I had broke my humerus in a snowboarding accident and I was actually like sidelined for so long. Uh, just like, couldn't, couldn't move my right arm. Uh, so I walked everywhere. Like I just like, I didn't drive. I just like would walk two hours to and from work. Like I had nothing to do. So I just like walk and listen to podcasts and, <laughs> and I listened to a podcast about this guy who ran ultra marathons. And I was like, huh, interesting. I was like, maybe I'll do that. Like that, maybe I'll like do that, like for my next thing. And, uh, decided I like did some Googling and found a race in Victoria. So long story short, like four, four weeks after I got my cast off maybe in six weeks after I got my cast off I signed up for this 100 kilometer race in Victoria What? <laughs> and was like um I'm gonna like do this race and so like my mom thought I was crazy but I uh ran my first marathon six days before I ran my first 100k race um six weeks after I had been in a cast all winter long with um a broken humerus and uh, little did I know that the race I had signed up for in Victoria was the national championships. 
Um, so I won that race. I finished third overall and got invited to run for Team Canada uh, the next, like, a few months later. And I just remember, like, calling my mom and she, like, her 21-year-old daughter just flew across the country by herself, got in a car with a stranger to this race. She hasn't heard from her in, like, eight hours. She calls and she's just like, my mom was like, oh, my gosh, like, I haven't heard from you in so long. And I was like, well, it's going to take me a long time to run this race. Like, it wasn't just, like, a casual little jaunt around the... But, hey, mom, I get to go to the Netherlands. Like, I don't know, I guess, like, I made this team and, like, <laughs> what just happened? So that's how I started in obstacle. That's how I started in ultra marathoning. And that world championships is what, after that world championships is when I decided to move up West wow. for something to do. <laughs> I was only 21. For something to do. Yeah. It was, <laughs> All that happened. Literally, this was like my soul searching chapter of my life where I was like, I'm going to run hundred K I'm going to move out West. And I don't really know what I'm going to do with my life. So <laughs> Yeah, I am. The best story I've heard. <laughs> so, the I, the, the part of, so I ran, I worked at Whole Foods throughout all this because I was studying nutrition. So I worked in their wellness department there. So they had, they had known I was going to run this 100K race. So they're like, will you run like the, um, the marathon for us, Mississauga Marathon, like the weekend before? And like, I was like, sure. Like I, I showed up like, bike to the marathon race because I worked afterwards I was like I'll just do my like Sunday long run would be this marathon and then I'd go to work afterwards and I remember just like running and being like man like I've never like raced further than like maybe 10k like this is like I have no idea and I didn't have like gels or like water or anything on me and I just remember like 7k to go like someone handed me a gel and I like took it and I felt like I had like new legs um but that race I ran I went like three, I think 301 and I had finished third in this marathon. And my friend who was a marathoner was like, is this your name I'm seeing here? Like, is this actually you? And I was like, yeah, it just ran for my work. And she's like, I had no idea what any of these times meant. Like then going negative split was like a thing. And it's just like your a friend oh. who's been running for what years and all of a sudden here you come. Yeah. <laughs> she's you like, what just happened? she was pretty funny she was excited for me and that was like an entertaining so then when I ran this 100k race six days later and I was just like no idea again like showed up a couple bottles of water and like some candies in my hand gonna do this race and the guys there were just like I'm like yeah I ran like a marathon like six days ago and just like and they're like pardon me <laughs> like, who are you yeah exactly who are you Young and they prepare their nutrition and their fuel for a race, especially yeah. that long distance. No, you're just coming up with some gummy bears. <laughs> yeah, some Literally, some like water I had water. plastic water bottles. And someone at the, I remember getting to the 50K mark and it was getting quite hot. And all of a sudden, like everything was like spinning. And uh, I remember somebody caught on that I was here by myself and like didn't have anyone crewing me, like didn't have anything. So they like handed me, they're like, take these pills. <laughs> so I was like taking these pills. I just trusted that they're going to make me feel better. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's. Take these pills, they're going to work. <laughs> just some street. Sure, not a problem. Yeah. A real fine person. <laughs> I was like just standing, drinking some water, taking these like pills and. 
yeah, that was an interesting story. And then I had met this lady on the bus on my way there and she showed up at the race and invited me back to her house to have like dinner with her family. And I was like, sure, why not? Some random stranger I met on the bus. I'm, I'm still here. I have a great story to tell. And uh, okay. yeah. You went there for a free meal. Was it, even, was it good? It was good. It was like fresh fish that her husband had caught that day. She had kids and a family and I had nowhere else to be. And yeah. <laughs> you know what? Like, just keep on telling me these stories, man, because this is truly awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess um, after that, so I did go to world championships. Okay. Um, and I got really sick on the flight over, like wow. beyond probably had COVID. Like I was so sick. Um, and I remember just having like really bad cough. I, I shouldn't have raced. And my first experience world championships was not great. I DNF'd at 60 K mind you, like I had run a marathon. I had no experience really. Um, so ended up in the medic tent with just like a stuff caught. And okay. so that was no fun, but I met some pretty cool people. Um, oh, you definitely did funny story i mean if we're like i my boyfriend current boyfriend's parents were at this race in the netherlands because his dad is an ultra runner i didn't know him at the time so i had met his parents in the netherlands doing this race and like me and his dad had like run together and his mom was there sort of helping me out and then when i moved back to calgary like six months later i met him through like this dating app and i was like hey i know your dad i know your parents like i met them in the <laughs> and uh here we are five years later we're still together but uh i remember going to his parents place for the first time and being like oh my gosh <laughs> i know you <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> oh my god this is truly awesome yeah so okay. now all right now let's get back to ocr <laughs> i mean i still have a few stories before ocr actually that uh, that um that race i ended up really injured okay. um and one of the girls i had met at this race decided she was going to go to california she was going to do a race and then we were going to meet up uh with one of her friends and uh crew her for world's toughest matter because she was doing the 24-hour obstacle course race okay. and i was like had such a bad hip injury from running long and flat for so long and i just remember going to that race and being like oh my gosh this is so cool um and just really inspired by like the all-around athleticism because back to high school i really didn't like running like i i didn't like running i was always like top athlete i played like you know, provincial level soccer, volleyball, basketball. Like I played tons of sports in, in high school. Um, and so really more looking for something that was that play fun, not all about like hard running. And so she was there and she ended up being coaching me for a few years when I sort of transitioned, I guess for my first few years in OCR. So I started in OCR because uh, in 2017 because of an injury and because I wanted to have like a motivation, a motivator to stay, um, to cross train. I was still like, I was still wanting to go back and run a hundred K world championships. I still wanted to run like a fast 50 K flat. And I wanted to do a couple like Guinness world record attempts all for like long running. 
Okay. A lot of this like competitive reason to cross train just made sense in my mind. So it was, yeah. Wow. Now yeah. you, I was going to ask you, how did you get started in OCR? But you basically answered it for me. You got started, mm-hmm. uh, and you got started in 20, 2017. Yeah. You became a Spartan pro athlete, um, a Spartan pro athlete, 2018. So going back to 2017, yeah. Do you recall your first OCR race? How oh, did it go? And do I ever? <laughs> and how did you feel when you when you crossed that finish line? Um. So my mentor or my coach at the time, who I met at World's Toughest Matter, she was like, "You should go um, and try and qualify, like get qualify for Tahoe." Um. Even though I had never done a Spartan race before, she knew I was a strong runner and like just had a natural athletic background. So I signed up for the elite heat at uh, Calgary and uh, never (laughs) didn't see it. Never saw an obstacle in my life. So I get to the first like wall. It was like a big wall, like took it out in the lead, get to the first wall, had no idea how to get over it. And like kind of jumped up and missed. And the girl's like, you're going to have to do burpees. And I was like, really? Like first wall, like smack in, like couldn't get up, had to do burpees on the wall. Um, so the whole, it was a sprint. I think I did like 240 burpees. Um, the whole race, I was, th- uh, singing the song, I get knocked down, but I get up again. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a mess. I ended up fifth in that race and got my stupid coin to go to world championships that year. Um, but I was really, and I still think even a few years later, I'm still known for like just pounding out burpees and running my way through the course. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. You're a great storyteller, eh? <laughs> my it. next calling. <laughs> <laughs> so you did 2017. Here you are, brand new at the sport of OCR. You're doing these races in 2017. How did it feel to be called and told or asked if you wanted to be a Spartan, a Canada Spartan pro athlete in 2018? Uh, it was like, I was excited because I think for like the first few years, like obstacle course racing was like always like my B race. It was never like, there'd be a few times. So I didn't have like pressure on myself to do well. Um, so 2017, I like raced national 50 K road race. So that was like my focus, but then I'd kind of throw in some OCR races here and there. Um, so it kind of was like, I was excited to be on the team and have that sort of maybe potential or like, I knew I wanted to focus on that once I kind of decided I was too young to be running hundred K's and 50 K's. Um, so yeah, I was, I guess, excited and hopeful and as like a planner, like really just excited about the sport growing and um, ultimately what resulted in me transitioning from um, long distance running to focusing more on OCR was I just like the training more. Like I, I just didn't want to do like four hour road runs anymore. I wanted to, like, yeah. <laughs> I'd find my, you know, like add in some fun stuff and enjoyed that a lot more, which really was like, oh, if I want to do what I love to do every single day, um, regardless of which one I focus on. So, yeah. Now, what would you say, what, what would you say is in, in the sport of OCR, 
you've done now numerous races. What is it about OCR, obstacle course racing, that got your attention, that got you hooked? Um, I really liked just the, I think I, the course and the diversity, um, and that like just because you, there's there's so many components to it, um, so I felt like it was fun. Um, lots of strategy, lots of different uh, events um, to focus on. And you didn't have to be like the fastest runner, but you also didn't have to be the strongest person there. Like you, and you could always, like there was always different like weaknesses to work on. Like you always like every race you had a gap, every season you had a gap, you know, you kind of always had something new to work on. And it was less about like running a certain time or doing that and more about like learning to race, yeah. um, which is something I felt like I didn't, I was never really good at was racing. Cause I never really raced competitively in high school, like other, like other OCR athletes yeah. didn't come from that long distance racing background. So I really liked just like learning to race and that, that part of it. Yeah. Um, cause the longer stuff you kind of just, you have your time, you sort of running your own race. Um, so yeah, that's what yeah, I And about. with training, you get better at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, tell me about some of your best finishes and accomplishments in OCR, in your OCR <laughs> career. Some of my best races are unofficial because I got DNF'd. Um, <laughs> they're like unofficial best races. Um, so, <laughs> like, but I, I did. I actually had a really strong season. I was really fit and like really stoked with how I performed, but no one else knows about it because it didn't actually count. So that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think my one of my strongest races. Um, so Tahoe, that was official in 2018. Um, I went out that race just like excited to be at my first world championships. Um, I thought I like ran the second half really well, ran my race, just, you know, kind of was really dialed into like what I wanted to do. And, you know, I was happy I finished 13th, having not a ton of race experience, um, only failed a couple obstacles. So that was exciting. Um, but from like a fueling and performance standpoint, was really happy there. Um, and then West Virginia in 2019, I think would have been, so 2019, I guess the last race season, I would say West Virginia was one of my, definitely one of my best races. Um, uh, I finished, I think I surprised a lot of people with a fifth place finish at North Americans. Um, but I remember like that race I had been, so when I transitioned from road running to obstacle course racing I had like two years probably still kind of figuring it out but I had like all the injuries because you take an athlete who's been training like long and linear for a long time and like throw her an obstacle course where she's moving in all plane she's swinging like blew my knee blew my ankles blew a shoulder just like hands everything so West Virginia, I felt confident in like the consistency I had in my training. I was just really excited to race that course. Yeah. Um, still managed to fail like four obstacles in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and just uh, got to, I think, mile, I wasn't very far in. Like I literally had like the worst start. I dropped, I tripped in the water. I dropped the log. I like 
bailed a couple, had to run a penalty loop, had to do a set of two sets of burpees. And just like, I remember like standing up and being like, all right, it's over with like the bad stuff is over. It's one thing I want to do. And this race is I want to like finish empty. Um, so I just like ran, like I ran so hard. I think I started sprinting with 10 miles, like 10 miles left to go, like just cause what I, what felt like sprinting. And yeah. the second half of the course was really, really set up for more of my strength. Like it was lots of like nasty technical running and, uh, um, which ironically is one of my strengths now <laughs> technical, really like the dirtier, the course, the better I do. Um, but <laughs> so heavy carries, like all that stuff. And yeah, I was like, like, um, crossed the finish line, had no idea. Like all of a sudden I saw Faye and I was like, holy crap, like there's Faye. Like I must be like, not that far away. Like yeah. what the hell? Like, cause I was so far back. I just remember seeing like tons and tons of girls passing me, but you know, when you just have like your head down and you're just like yeah. focused, um, Cause yeah, I, I was in the swim and I was just like swimming and I was like cracking jokes. Cause everyone looks so ridiculous with these stupid, like flotation devices. And we're all just like <laughs> trying to swim, trying not to cramp, but just like really just floating. Cause like you couldn't really do anything. And then I saw Faye getting out of the water and I was like, Oh, I don't think I should be like lollygagging. <laughs> like I should probably start race, like, run, like get moving. But yeah, that was a fun race. And then I crossed the finish line and the guy was like, who are you? <laughs> I was like, I mean, I am. <laughs> but I do. Who are you, eh? Yeah. Oh, wow. So then, that yeah. Awesome. That's, so I've had lots of like close, close calls. Like I've been up there, but I've like either fallen off an obstacle, got lost on the course, got, you know, burpeed my way through, which is all part of the learning curve. Like I, exactly. I don't expect this season to be any different, no, <laughs> to be course. honest. You did, you know what, you mentioned something, the, the dirtier the course, the better it benefits, the better for you, because it benefits you because it's what you like. It's yeah. Now, yeah. Somebody said that a really good friend of yours said the same dance, said, damn thing, <laughs> said the same thing. Yeah. And she's a good friend of yours. Amanda. Amanda? Amanda <laughs> said the same thing. The nastier the weather and the dirty the course, the better it is for her because she loves that. She loves that atmosphere. She loves that environment. Yeah. She's like, I think I definitely would be a bit more. Um, I'm more like. I love more like the technical sort of like hard climbing, um, you know, really technical downhill running, bushwhacking, like that style where Amanda just like comes like snowstorm, pouring rain, like she's on fire where I'm like shut off. Like I'm like wet obstacles. Like I, uh, yeah, that's where she, she's really good there, but I'm the opposite with weather components. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ariel, do you follow a structured training program? I do. I, uh, I really, I guess structured training is sort of all I've kind of ever known. Um, but I have a huge adventure, like adventure side to me. Um, so I, I sort of use like the 80, 20 rule It's like 80% of the year I'm following my program close, like within 80%, but then 20% of the year I'm following my program hundred percent. Cause it's like that, super 
But if I want to go backpacking for a couple days and, you know, I'll swap things out here and there, but I do follow a pretty strict program. Because you're very adventurous and you, you know, I've seen a lot of your posts and, you know, apart from running and doing OCR and any other sports that, uh, that you do, uh, you also do, for example, uh, you do some rock climbing. I do. Sorry, I had to stand up. I hurt my back yesterday, so sitting is really hard. <laughs> I do rock climb. Um, is that I something that climb. you like to do? I, I do enjoy rock climbing, actually. That was sort of one of... I started 2019 after just, like, coming so close, but still, like, losing to obstacles. I was like, I'm coming climber now. Like, I'm going to climb membership. Like, I don't care about the hierarchy. Like, I am not, like, just focused on my grip so then I started doing a bit more climbing like I always climbed recreationally but now I climb quite a bit more um nice. and a lot everyone in the west is like let's go to the crag or let's go climbing so um I really enjoy like scrambling um like just hiking with te- yeah, some technical components but now you've mentioned before that uh, you're also a holistic nutritionist. And so <laughs> how has that helped you in your OCR career? It's like just understanding like the types of like how different macronutrients sort of affect your training. Um, and just like understanding like, you know, sometimes like magnesium and potassium and like different um, vitamins really sort of, I feel um lucky to just have like a very balanced approach to life and diet and food um and I feel happy that I or I feel lucky that um I started into holistic nutrition because I had some really bad digestive issues that resulted in like severe weight loss and like malnutrition and like almost heart fail like risk of heart failure so then I had to spend a few years learning nutrition without being an athlete so then just like now it's such a part of my life that I don't even really have to think about it. Like, it's just something I, gotcha. it doesn't have to be planned. It's just like what I do. Um, so I'm, ha- I'm lucky that I don't have to like, sometimes like learning a new sport and learning how to fuel, which is a little bit of what I'm doing now is like tweaking. Like now I can like fine tune everything because I have the foundation, um, but it has helped me in that regard. And it's always changing learning. Um, I think one thing about nutrition I'll talk on because it seems to be is like learning to fuel and eat for health and learning to fuel and eat for athletic performance is very different. So um, when I was like sick, I had to like really focus on eating for health, which is a lot different than like what I need to be doing for focused like athletic performance. So now I'm sort of like working my way more towards athletic performance than just health okay yeah that's great now how do you approach nutrition before a race how do you feel for a race um simple um i think like i don't really believe in like carb loading i think that's just like a, a disaster waiting to happen um But I think like if you eat well throughout and then like finding like you almost just want to cut out fiber, um, focus on super simple, easy to digest foods that, you know, won't um, hurt your stomach. Uh, Amanda and I used to just we'd always travel together. So it'd be like, you know, you get 
four things really like a rotisserie chicken a bag of rice and peanut butter and like maple syrup and you'd really just like we'd mix that for different some frozen vegetables but we just like mix that so like the morning of we'd have like rice and peanut butter and banana and just kind of like rotate through but it's yeah. just simple and um easy to digest and i think don't try it. like i've tried so many new things on race day and it's just gone so yeah, awfully that's wrong right. so it's just gone wrong for me simple yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I, I it really doesn't get. No, never. <laughs> no, no, never, never. <laughs> and that's for a like different so episode. Funny. I won't even get to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, who would you say are your favorite female OCR athletes that you love competing against because they just bring out the best in you? I like it competing with Amanda because it's fun and it's still like one of my favorite races. Um, I really like racing with her. Um, Faye, I really enjoyed racing with her in um, the course we got disqualified off of. We had such a fun race. Like I had so much fun that race because I was a technical downhill runner and she was just so fast on the flats that it was like cat and like you're just constantly like yeah. switching back and forth. Um, but I enjoy those two are probably the two I've ever like raced close enough with, but I like really admire like Lindsay Webster and Nicole and Rebecca, just like, I love what they stand for in the sport and how they represent the sport and female athletics. I think it's yeah. pretty awesome. Now, next question it's regarding OCR female athletes. <laughs> what are your thoughts on OCR female athletes in the sport of OCR? I think it's just like, pretty cool like you know you have moms you have like there's a lot of like moms in the sport of OCR who really lift other moms up and encourage other women to get into the sport and then you have people who maybe aren't parents but are just like it's a lot of people elevating other pe other individuals within the world of uh Spartan and I think you know people are obviously competitors on the race field but they're also really good friends off the race field, um, off the course. So that's really cool. And, you know, when your competitor is also willing to like help you out, I think that's a really, you know, you have a good environment that, um, then. Yeah, of course. Um, it's important to lift each other. It's important to support each other, embrace each other, cheer for each other. Uh, and like Nicole, for example, like she just loves competition. So yeah. she's just like wants more competition in this women's field. And I think that's really cool because I think women are often like very they they have a strong internal critic more maybe men I can't speak I'm not a man but like females tend to be like very critical of themselves um and I think it's really cool when you're like no because like the more competition you have the better everybody will be and I think that's like really important to remember yeah, um exactly um, all the things that I just listed out, uh, supporting each other, lift each other, cheer for each other, uh, be there for one another, uh, help each other grow, mm -hmm. um, not harboring information, uh, you know, uh, giving each other the information or, or the tools uh, that can make us better athletes will help raise the bar uh, in, in the game of OCR, which means that the sport itself will grow. And as the sport grows, we grow with it. Um, yeah. so when it comes to OCR female athletes, um, it's important. I mean, there's a huge pivot in the number of years and as well as OCR youth 
uh, the, the kids that are coming into the sport, um, there's been a huge pivot in the OCR world where it was <laughs> more very, very manly driven. <laughs> now you've got this diversity. You've got now more female athletes uh, at a very young age. Uh, kids now developing in our sport, these female young OCR athletes growing. You got a lot more females jumping in in the competitive levels to the elite levels. And that is truly amazing thing to see and watch. Mm -hmm. I Yeah, it's really cool. I'm really excited to see like where this sport goes and even just the, the evolution of it. Like I know COVID's been hard on a lot of things and I'm hoping that, you know, after we get through this hurdle that it just kind of keeps growing. And um, I think you'll see a lot of new talent coming into the sport within the next few years. Oh, wow. Yes, you are. Yeah. Oh my God. I've been doing a lot of, um, in April of this year, I, I initiated or I created this one month program um, called the youth of OCR. Yeah, uh, that I initiated where I, I would uh, worldwide, I would select a number of kids and I would bring them in and shine a spotlight on their athleticism uh, and uh, give them a platform so they can talk about their skills. Um, and it, 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 I thought it was just little kids, the boys that I would see, young men that I would see. But no, there were there's so many young OCR, exceptionally talented athletes, female athletes that are just incredible. I can't I, and I can't wait to see them in five years from now at, at how amazing they're going to be in this sport. Mm-hmm. I agree. I know. Like, I think um, when I did track in high school, like you know, had I gone from like track to OCR, like my strengths and weaknesses would have been different, but like, had I focused on OCR in high school, like it really coming out of that, like high school university, you're almost way more capable of developing. Cause you know, you still have the physical upper body, physical literacy. And I think it's, it's going to be cool to see, um, like, you know, like youth that more youth athletes coming into the sport. Exactly. And you know what I need to, we should mention Nicole, uh, Nicole mm-hmm. Miracle. She is um, just a great supporter of female athletes in, in, in our mm-hmm. sport and helping them and supporting them, empowering them. Um, and she also created this, this program, this uh, thing called the OCR Dream Team. Mm-hmm. So um, is there anything that you can tell us uh, about this? Um, yeah, I think Nicole, well, Nicole is exceptional athlete. Um, I think her just reason for like her why for starting the OCR dream team is just like, you know, she wanted to bring more women into the sport. Like, it's like, I want more people in this sport and I want more women to be able to, you know, um, she wanted to mentor women as they're like having her own experience through this and seeing like how different it was between the men's and the women's field. And she just really, even though she's still competing in the sport, she still wants to mentor other female athletes and provide them with the resources so that they can keep improving. And I think that's just like, it's amazing. The fact that, um, yeah, I know that she wants to do her part in bringing in, I guess, uh, bringing the awareness out to moral CR. No, not OCR, but more women out there and, mm-hmm. and kind of level the playing field. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, uh, and, and bringing in more women into the sport, which is uh, it's an amazing thing to do. She's doing a great job. She's got a great team of female athletes of all uh, of all areas in the sport mm-hmm. um, coming together to 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 this great initiative and then just bringing out that that information out to the masses uh, out to everybody and then trying to bring in people and which is a great thing to do and it's you know i i commend her for that and the rest of the team because they're all doing an exceptionally amazing job Mm -hmm. Um, i agree i echo that for sure um just like seeing the number of applicants i think was very eye-opening to see like whoa there's a lot of women who want to be in this sport. And then just like, you know, having, being a part of a team and having different resources. Like I know my approach to race season this year has been a lot different. Um, just being able to be involved with this community a bit closer um, because you have the resources available to you to be able to do that. Um, so I think it's the more women we can give those resources and opportunities and educate them about, I think the more you'll see um, growth in this sport. Yeah, I mean, yourself, Amanda, uh, Lindsay, Nicole, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned Rebecca, there's so many, Alexandra Walker, I mean, you guys are just amazing, talented athletes, and with your platform, and with this huge OCR community that we have worldwide, I mean, I I, I, I see good things happening now, because you've got not only men that are coming forward and trying to now also encourage other men to come into the sport, but you got a large group of women that are really standing tall um, and encouraging others and so many people to come into the sport and come try it out. Come join us. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people are registering. A lot of people are now, I can only imagine when COVID is out of the way and it's clear and gone and we can get back to normal lives. I can only imagine how this year for the remaining of the races here in Canada and in 2022 uh, worldwide, I can only imagine what the turnout's going to be like. It's going to be exciting. Cause if you look at like even any of like track athletes for the Olympics, like there's been so many like fast times, like never has Canada had, I think four women run under 15 minutes for the 5k. And it's just like, it shows like people like COVID has been had some blessings. So I think just, you're going to see a spike. People want to compete. People are eager. People are healthy. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Exactly. Yeah. I'm excited <laughs> for this too. Now, do you have any special events, any projects that are coming up that you like to mention give, or maybe give any shout outs to? Uh, well, I'm a part of the OCR Dream Team, so we just talked on that. I'm really excited for that. Um, really excited that Canadian borders are opening, hoping to get some racing in here shortly um, and just make the most of the season. Um, nothing nothing fancy. It's going to be definitely like a rust buster kind of year, um, but I'm excited for it all. Also really excited for one of my teammates, Emma. She's from Calgary. So Amanda moved away and I'm really sad, but Emma's also a firefighter and she is going to be a dark horse this year. I'm pretty stoked to just see her. Like she's a firecracker. Um, (laughs) I would say one of the best. She'll be definitely one of the top mountain runners in the sport. No, hands down. If she can clean up her, if she, if she gets through obstacles, people won't be able to keep up. She's a strong runner. 
super excited train people get out and train yeah like just there's a mountain event going on right now local here and the competition is quite deep and she's still like beating majority of the boys like just yeah she's a character she's it'll be fun it'll be good to see but someone like her for example the ocr dream team has been really great because she now has this opportunity to she's a new she's new talent in the sport good talent in the sport and has really cool to see that's really happen. awesome yeah and that's a great shout out that's <laughs> a great shout out no no that, that truly is yeah. um so good for you emma yeah <laughs> <laughs> if now what can we expect from you ariel this year um 2021 what are your goals for this year um i'm hoping to be competitive in the u.s national series um so probably won't see me on many or any of the canadian races um but we'll be in the states and then we'll see what happens okay no burpees you won't see me doing burpees this year <laughs> knock on noggins that's it now how about 2022 are you planning on doing any canadian races i'll probably do more of a canadian series i'm still like mapping everything out right now figuring gotcha. out where to travel um okay what what i want to do um because <laughs> the I, canadian I, series with it being so late in the year um i was kind of thinking of being in california during that time so i don't i don't know what i'll end up doing um <laughs> mapping it out still but it's looking right. like the u.s national series and then some adventuring, some kayaking, some rock climbing, <laughs> some hut trips. Just have some fun. Yep, exactly. Have um, fun. Yes. Now, so I'm gonna be up a red deer. Um, uh, I, I was hoping to see uh, you know you there, but I guess not. So when is red deer? Red deer is September 11th. I'll pro I'll be there. I'll oh, be there. Are gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. I'm thinking Start about it now. I'll, I'll definitely. I'll definitely be there. It'll be like a, a fun run. I'll probably race now. That there you go. So sport in Canada. Don't worry. She will be there. <laughs> <laughs> it will be competitive. It will be fast. Like I'm telling you. Um, but now, from what I understand, it's a trifecta. Now they're adding the they added the, the beast. beast. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. That's a good point. Thanks for that reminder. There you go. That's what I'm here for. But a trifecta before North Americans, you I know. That's a lot. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if I want to run a trifecta in Red Deer. No offense to Red Deer or anything. Uh, yeah, that's what I hear. I hear it's like a racetrack over there. It's just it's it's flat. The unfortunate part is there's a lot of beautiful trails in Red Deer. It's just where the venue is located. Okay. Okay, after so. that comment, you need to just give us some detail. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know where they're gonna put oh, it, but there okay, is lots okay. of. You did. I've never I've never run a ton, but I have friends from Red Deer, and they're just like you know, there's tons of trails there. Um, but where it is, so I don't know. Okay. That's yeah, exciting. I can't can't tell you much. I don't really know. I'm sure Johnny will get creative, and it'll oh, be flat. Yeah. It'll be fast. Like you definitely want to run some mile repeats before that one. Um, yes. But with Johnny involved, oh yeah. Yeah, you might want to get on the track and practice your corners too, like so you can you can attack them hard. <laughs> run around your house. 
Yeah. <laughs> so. um, now, if people wanted to um, wanted to know more about you, ask you questions, reach out, how can they do so? How can they communicate with you? Uh, they can contact me through social media. So I'm on Instagram. Okay. Uh, Ariel Fitz 22 is my name, I think. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, yeah, Ariel Fitz 20. Ariel Fitz 22. It's okay. I don't manage social media accounts or anything. Not my own. <laughs> Someone else does that for me. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my God, I managed too many of them. I don't remember my own. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know it's such a pleasure talking to you truly Thank awesome you. now before we leave i'm yeah. gonna play a game with you a game i like games i'm gonna ask you five quick questions you give you have to give me five quick answers okay whatever, how quick? whatever is in your head just say it out you want me to time me and i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> no <not a> time. <laughs> all right you ready yeah okay favorite exercise deadlifts favorite food or drink coffee <laughs> that's a food and drink right <laughs> sure <laughs> to some people it is three words to describe you oh this it... is hard tenacious grit hard working that's two i guess <laughs> three songs you listen to while training oh man I don't know the name of any songs. Sing them. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. Here, let me change it. Okay, new one. Two of your favorite 80s movies. Oh, that's even harder. I don't watch TV. Favorite radio name... station. <laughs> okay, I like country music. I listen to a lot of country music. Okay. Um... Yeah, can't give song suggestions. Not a problem. <laughs> what about a book done. you want a book i can give a book okay what are you reading right now uh the athlete's gut there you go Where really good book highly suggest really suggest it's a really good yeah. book there you go everybody go get yeah. it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know thank you so much for playing that game thank you so much for the those crazy stories funny <laughs> stories that you told us in the beginning you're such a great storyteller. It's such a pleasure speaking with you. And I had so much fun, Ariel. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you. You are truly inspiring. I am so, I'm excited uh, for what you got coming up, your OCR races to cheer for you. And I can only imagine how well you're going to be doing. So I can't wait to see you race and cheer for you. I'm excited. We'll see you in Red Deer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, oh, my God, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, now for everybody that's listening and watching, I, go, I hope you guys learned as much as I have. She's truly inspiring. This is Ariel Fitzgerald. Guys, if you have any questions, reach out to her. Um, Ariel Fitz22 on Instagram, reach out, ask her any questions you may have. Um, once again, Ariel, um, thank you so much for making time uh, to speak with me coming on OCR and edit. It's truly been a pleasure. Thank you for the laugh. And uh, it was just a pleasure talking to you, getting to know you. Thank you. Likewise, I'm excited for this year, this season. I know. So you have a, the rest um, a good evening. And everybody, you guys take care. Uh, practice social distancing. Please be safe. Get vaccinated.
everybody you guys take care Ariel take care you too take care <laughs> bye